Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I'm Peter, that is Tim and we talk about horror movies and this week's movie is our first cinema release of 2017. Uh, it's actually the first 2017 movie in general that I've seen, which makes sense because we're only a couple of weeks into the year. And it is The Bye Bye Man. Now if you're familiar with, uh, well, if, if you're used to like movies timings and schedules you'll know that january february is usually pretty bad for movies even more so for horror movies you get the odd gem but for the most part the ones that get pumped out in january february tend to be the the z-grade schlock that no one wants so much to my surprise i really like this movie what no, no way! You, you, you are joking. <laughs> I am joking. I am joking. Okay, I was like, "What the hell happened?" For a second? <laughs> no, no, this was dreadful. And if it wasn't for the fact that we watched it, watches last week, which is yeah, which is somehow worse than this. That said, though, at least with that, it was at home, and I could do other things. I could take my mind off it. I was the only person in the room for this. No one else was at my showing. It was just me. Oh. Well, I, I, you should actually consider yourself lucky because I had maybe like the most teen-filled theater that I've had in a long time. And, you know, not that like, you know, there was a lot that could make this movie much worse, but uh, there was so much like talking cell phone lights mm. one group of kids literally brought in their skateboards and basketballs and if you think uh that you know they weren't messing around with those that you wouldn't hear that through the movie you'd be wrong because yeah like every i don't know 15 20 minutes you'd hear a skateboard like roll or you know basketball dribble and it's like uh, it was so frustrating uh i mean i've yeah. never done this but i've never had that extreme level of just audacity of the rest of the audience. I would probably have to go and speak to like an employee and be like, "Hey, why did you let kids in with basketballs and skateboards? Are you completely stupid, you tit?" And uh, uh, the thing is, though, this was um, it wasn't playing at the usual theater uh, that we like to go to. It's a little more, a little more upscale, a little nicer. Um, you went, you it, went to the scum theater. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it it wasn't playing at the the nicer one, so we did have to go to the one that's like. That's hey, like in a mall. To be fair, know? to be fair, I I have to respect the theater's decision not to show this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have standards. Yeah. I like that. That's good. <laughs> but if it was like uh, I don't know, I I feel like if it was one group of people, uh, maybe might have shushed them or something. Although I did shush someone once at a movie, and I felt bad about it afterwards. But um the problem is though is it was coming from like everywhere it's like there are people behind me talking there are people in front of me on their phones there's the it, it was just like uh you know surround sound Do you know, it of like it really has to be said that the worst theater audiences ted and this is not always of course but the worst experiences i've ever had have all been horror movies and it's because oh. it's because you get now obviously if you're a room full of horror fans it's fine because you know you're all into yeah. it but if you get in the room with a bunch of teenagers at a horror movie and they all want to prove that they can't be scared, they can yeah. legitimately ruin the movie. It is awful. 
Oh yeah, there is there is a ton of that of that. Uh, you know, he, this. He, and this is a weird case though, where the movie's terrible, so it, it doesn't yeah. ruin the movie per se. It's just annoying in and of itself. But yeah, but I think there's a certain type of movie, and it, it's this type of movie that attracts you know these people to it. Like I oh, saw because yeah, they have no taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, there aren't, like, a bunch of teens that saw the trailer for The Witch and are like, oh, I'm going to go there and, like, yell stuff out, you know, like, you know, other movies, uh, yeah, like, those more, like, kind of deep cut ones, uh, I feel like you're a lot safer at. Yeah. I mean, I, and, uh, to, to be fair, I went during the day on a Tuesday, so obviously it was going to be quiet, but I, it was dead. I was, it was just me in, a, in one of the smallest rooms. I think it seats maybe about 120 people. Yeah. And it was just me. And if anyone had walked in, I know we've not even spoken about the movie yet. We're getting to that. Don't worry. I'm, I'm describing my experience outside of the movie here. Not that it was empty. I was so out of this movie by about the halfway point that if anyone walked in, they'd have seen how much I hated it because of the way I was sitting. <laughs> because because there was no one else there, I was quite happily just kind of been like, uh, just like yeah. staring at the screen. <laughs> like, oh, God, I hate it yeah. so much. <sighs> anyway, bye-bye, man. Uh... <laughs> We will start spoiler-free, because even though when it's a bad movie, we sometimes don't bother with spoiler-free sections, I think it's worth it a little bit, since it is a new release in the movies, and for some reason yeah. you might actually decide to go see it. <laughs> don't do it, but... Yeah, don't do it. Which, I, I hesitate to say this, because I feel like it's too easy of a joke, and I feel like this is probably every... I, I haven't read any reviews online, but I'm assuming they all start with this headline, which is... Uh, don't think it, don't say it, don't dot, dot, it. dot, Yeah. <laughs> don't see it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> As one of the first thoughts in my head, but I'm like, come on, everyone has to be saying that, right? Or I would assume every review for that. Yeah, it's kind of like how when The Amazing Spider-Man came out, all the reviews were like, the not-so-amazing Spider-Man. Oh, oh I see, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was witty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> At the same time, uh, I do have to think, like, man, like, are they purposefully setting themselves up <laughs> for that headline? <laughs> Like, if you know you have that crappy of a movie, like you can't have a repeated uh, mantra <laughs> that is like so easy for fodder. But uh. oh dear! Uh, so what's this movie about? <laughs> it's it's about a ghost demon presence that comes, and once you've read his name, which is the Bye Bye Man, he will keep coming and coming and mess with your head until bad things happen. And that's pretty much it. We have a, an annoying group of college kids. In fact, you know what? I, I take that back. Well, they are annoying, but they're not annoying because they're annoying characters. They're annoying because they're not characters. And they're terrible actors. Yep. They're all terrible actors. The I feel like they were trying so hard to give the main character a personality by his t-shirts. Every, <laughs> every scene he had a new t-shirt on, it was like the most cliche, like college kid band trying to seem punk shirt like yeah like oh the dead kennedys and joy division it's like oh wow like this guy must be really deep <laughs> he has all these band shirts yes yes elliot being the kid in question yeah yeah kids were annoying scares were really generic it was you know they walk into a room oh a light flickered oh i've never seen that in a horror movie before <laughs> or like you know, something will be in front. Like, or they'll do the thing where something behind in the background becomes something else, and you, you didn't realize yeah. it was there. Or, and funny is, I typically like someone's in the room with you shots when there's someone okay. in the background. When that's yeah. done well, I really love it. Every time they try to do it in this movie, it annoyed me. 
Oh yeah. It was it was like the cinematographer didn't know how to light for a horror movie. Everything was just really bright and well, obvious. It's, it's, yeah, everything. It's a uh, there's such a difference between like you know something can so easily uh, feel cheap versus earned. Like we've talked about jump scares and stuff before, and you know when done right, they can actually be like well earned and you know effective. And then but here everything just feels cheap and unwarranted. You know, and it's. And it's it's such a slog, just like getting through. You you could have a checklist of like every, you know, cliche that they yeah. throw in here. So it's funny, Tim. I, I got to a point in this movie where I, I realized, right, I really hate this. This is depressing <laughs> me. I despise yeah. this movie. About two minutes in. <laughs> actually, no. When we get to spoilers, I do actually have some positive things to say about the opening scene. Actually, I I'll agree with you that uh, actually I was a little hopeful, but yeah, we'll yeah, the opening scenes actually got some nice things about it, and I'll, I'll explain them that more in detail in the spoilers. But I actually liked the opening scene for the most part. But anyway, it, I chunk into the movie. I was like, I hate this. I'm I'm really depressed. I want this to be over. And because I was on my own, normally I would never even glance at my phone in a in a theater. But I was on my own. There was no one else there, so okay. whatever. I think that's fair. As yeah. long as um, either if you're the only one there, or if there is such a big separation that there's, you know, no yeah. chance they. And don't get me wrong. When I say I pulled out my phone, it wasn't to do stuff. I wasn't going to sit and do things on my phone to not pay attention to the movie. I just wanted to check the time. I wanted to know how much was left. That's all I wanted. Okay. Right. I just wanted to glance at the time, and I, you know, I'm good. I even just put my phone on. So I, I put my, I turn my phone off when the movie. Oh, comes me on too. Because. You know, sometimes I have alarms set that I didn't remember were set to repeat and things, so I just turn it off. Just I don't want to risk the chance at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm really thoughtful in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded really arrogant. I'm really thoughtful. Really smart. Well, no, I think, I mean, maybe it is a little arrogant, but I think that's fair because, like, the, the gall of some people to very blatantly not even mm-hmm. care and take it out, like, full brightness, like, just, you know, not oh, even, like... Oh, God, yeah. See, see, even if I've had to check the time before for some reason in a movie, I'll make sure my, my dim... Like, the brightness is set yeah. down to as low as possible so it's causing as little as of an yeah, illumination. Yeah, kind of, like... I, I'll, I'll, like, keep it in my pocket if yeah. I have to. Kind of, like, check it without even... Yeah, you hug it. it. You hug the phone. Anyway, so I check, I, check, <laughs> I check the time to see how long was left because I thought, oh, I've been here for a while now. Hopefully it's, you know, maybe we're going to the last act or something. There was over an hour left. <laughs> the movie is like 95 minutes long. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, it's funny because obviously the acting from the, all the leads, the three main leads, and then there's like a sort of fourth kind of one. The acting from all of them is absolutely shockingly bad. It is despicable. You, they, they cast people who cannot act. Specifically, uh, the female lead, uh, Sasha. Sasha, yeah. She was Who, horrendous. By the way, at the time of uh, recording, does not have an image on IMDb. Oh. <laughs> Take that for what you will. Um, yeah, she was so bad. Everything was the same like level. Like all of her delivery, she'd be like, "You sold us a really weird house. Hey, there's some strange things going on. So you believe it now? Like I could not believe." how bad it was yeah i think all the the the, the teen college kids all of them are terrible and it's funny because they actually have some known actors in smaller roles like one point carrie ann moss shows up as a cop and i'm like 
you must be so depressed being in this movie with these actors who can't even deliver lines. One of one of the random cops that just like talks to her at one point also had really bad delivery. <laughs> and like I was like, how do you feel acting off this guy? You you were in the Matrix and that did so well. <laughs> it's not even that Carrie Ann Moss is a like an amazing actor. You know, she's 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 fine, but she's been in proper yeah. movies. She's been in, you know, she was in Jessica Jones uh, last she, year or two years uh, ago. She, yeah, she I, she sh- I would imagine that she's not hard up for work. She can yeah get parts. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize it when I watched it because I've not. I don't think I've seen what she looks like now. But Faye Dunaway is actually in the movie for a small part as well. That's and, strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like you. You're like a legend. <laughs> Why are yeah. you doing this? <laughs> Uh, and then the Bye Bye Man is played by Doug Jones, who I guess just takes any of the work that he can get uh, with makeup and stuff. Yeah, that was a uh, especially hard for me. Oh, See you my want, boy! You want a skinny monster? I'm free. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. Now, uh, we should let people know if um, if they're interested in like what the Bye Bye Man is, like where he comes from, what his powers are. Um, don't bother no. you, you do they there nothing is explained Tim, not only not only does none of this stuff get remotely explained not a mm. single character even asks oh no yeah yeah <laughs> no one asks and, and and like you know we talk about before like uh, i i think we have uh varying levels of it depending on the movie but for mm. the most part in general we usually like like a little bit of mystery oh yeah but yeah. but you can't just have like balls out like what is going on especially when they keep dropping stuff like there's repeated imagery throughout the movie and it's like all right why what what is this yeah, associated yeah, the, with there's like three different things that are associated with them there's a train some coins and something else yeah. and because it's so specific like why coins why a train you're thinking all yeah. right this will play into his backstory maybe we'll find out where he came from or maybe it has something to do with like oh his weakness or something or you, you need to I don't know, throw and, a coin on a train. And it would have fixed the movie, it'd have still been terrible, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Like, they didn't even attempt to answer anything. There's also some yeah. really, really weird cuts in the movie as well. Like, some scenes ended in really weird places. One that really got to me is... Basically, once they're affected by the, the bye-bye man, they, they all start, like, thinking... They all start seeing different things, and they all start getting paranoid about each other. And the two guys... Which is not, like, a horrible concept, I think. That oh, no, like... yeah. On a, as an idea, it's fine. Yeah. But at one, in one scene at the dinner table, the two guys start, like, arguing and shouting at each other uh, over jealousy. And they're they're getting closer together, and it doesn't feel like it's diffused at all. It looks like they're about to start fighting. And it cuts to a scene with one of the guys holding his hand over the girl's head, saying, oh, you feel a bit warm. <laughs> and it cut, it cuts to this like scene checking on how she feels without ending the previous scene. It just cuts. And yeah, that that's weird. Uh, the one thing cut me, uh, and this got a huge uh, laugh in my theater. Uh, at one point, it just like cuts to three naked people, like on a train track <laughs> for like a brief second for no reason. Absolutely no no reason. Symbolism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> whoever wrote it or something <laughs> has some point they want to make but yeah yeah the ending's stupid characters make stupid choices nothing scary nothing there's some good filmmaking in the opening scene and then it goes away like i, I don't know does someone else come in and direct that and then that was it bye-bye 
I don't even even mean that. (laughs) (laughs) There actually were some legit scenes that made me laugh, like, unintentionally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like there's a couple of lines. We'll get into uh, spoilers. But there is, like, you know, at least three or four times where, like, I audibly, like, could not help but laugh. Um, Really stupid stuff. Uh, This isn't really a spoiler, but, uh, like, at one point he's – uh, searching for uh, these files and uh, on a computer, and he finds them, and they're in like um, you know the the guy's the file. It's like the guy's name uh, and then sixty nine. See, 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 see right. before you get to what you're about to say, okay. I just want to talk about this search on a computer. You see him type yeah. into a, it's not Google because why pay for Google to be in the movie? <laughs> he types into their made up search engine the Bye Bye Man, and zero research, zero results. Yeah, what? <laughs> Even if it doesn't match Bye Bye Man, you're still going to get like results for songs that start with Bye Bye or something that like – like you never get zero results. It will always be something. Yeah. And even even when he, he goes to the library database specifically and searches, he still gets zero results. Yeah. I'm like, no, there will be books with Bye or Man in the title that will show up. You know, That's not how yeah. search engines work. You wouldn't just get zero. These words appear in things, you idiots. Yeah, that 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 really bugged me as well. Um, but then, yeah, when he searches the internal database or he searches something else, he finds it, and it's under like a file sixty nine, which you know is a very it's a juvenile thing to laugh at the number sixty nine. But still, it's like, it, why even put that there if you want your movie to be taken seriously? Well, there's a reason for it, Tim. Because <laughs> that's the because the flashback at the starts in nineteen sixty nine. It was written in that uh, year. Oh, as I didn't notice that in the flashback. <laughs> it wasn't just a random. Let's put six to nine on this. <laughs> I still, I, I still think that's like weird. Like the again, my theater filled with teens. You know, that got a a huge laugh from the audience. And that's, that's weird. That's stupid. Yeah. Immature is what that is. Um, but it's just I don't know. It just. I think it's like such a, a thing, though. Like it is very juvenile, but you see sixty nine, and it's kind of like usually for most people. I think it's the first thing that pops in the head. So it's like, why even? On its own, sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure nineteen was probably in front of it, and it wouldn't. Not in the computer file, it wasn't. Maybe not. Maybe not. But that, that's why yeah. it says sixty nine because it's from that year. Alright, at least there is a reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to spoilers. I'm done dancing right. around things here. So full spoilers <laughs> from this point on for the bye-bye man. All right, so like, like I said, opening scene actually had some promise. We start in 1969 and we see a, a guy get out of a car. His acting is not great, but he goes up to the door, speaks to whoever lives there and says, did you tell anyone about the name? Did you tell anyone about the name? And she's like, yeah, I told, you know, blah, 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 my husband. Uh, he, or he thought it was funny. And that's, that's that. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to do this. And he walks back to the car and pulls out his shotgun. And he starts hunting them down. Now, the reason why I like this, for the most part, because like I said, the acting wasn't especially good, was it was all done in one shot. The camera yeah. follows him up to the door, then comes back with him, shotgun out, follows him in. And then once he fires the first couple of shots, it cuts to like this sort of imagery of a train moving. And then when it comes back, it continues inside the house. And again, it's one shot of him shooting down at the, the husband, then walking through the other place. And then there's another great one shot of him walking across the street to another house because he realizes one of the neighbors has been told about this. That's uh, what I thought was uh, 
what kind of stood out to me is yeah when he's walking across the street and the camera's just following him and then kind of stays like yeah on the opposite side of the street but you see him kind of keep continuing it and yeah it, it did it looks it had style cool. and yeah. what was good about it is it was actually kind of you know it was bordering on tense really kind yeah. of tense and it was in broad daylight which made it you know, really kind of impressive that it was being tense in this i was like oh maybe this movie's quite good this shows yeah. some uh skill this shows some decision making someone's thought about this and done this in a really engrossing way yeah unfortunately (laughs) everything i just said completely goes away for the entirety of the rest of the movie it almost feels like they got someone else to direct like that little opening segment (laughs) it does it feels like someone else directed that because the rest of the movie shows none of this thought or process or skill yeah we're introduced to our three main characters, Elliot, John, and Sasha. Elliot and Sasha are a couple, and John is Elliot's best friend. They are going to rent a, a house together, so they, they rent this old house and pull out all the old stuff out of the basement that was in there, all the old furniture. And it's one of the... It's the bedside like table that has the, the bye-bye man's name written in it in the drawer that they find at one point. And they have a house party to like welcome everyone, you know, for everyone to come over and party. To which Elliot's big brother, uh, Virgil, brings his wife and small child to this college party, which I thought was strange. Yeah. And then <laughs> they try to give him some sort of characterization by having him speak to his brother about. His brother's like, "Oh, you should enjoy college." Yeah, that that girl Sasha, you you you're with, and you seem to love and care about. Yeah, yeah, you should be sowing your wild oats. You know, I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, but this is what I want. I want to have the, the family. And the... I was like, Johnny, Johnny feels like, and this goes for a lot of the dialogue. That's it. It feels like it was written by someone who doesn't understand how to write a script. Yeah. That's and it. the dialogue specifically, the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of phrases that feel very extraneous. Like, they have no purpose. They're just added on there to make it feel like they've got more to say when there's nothing to say. Like, the... Um, I'm trying to think of that. Later on, when John's with uh, Kim, who's the the seance girl, who comes in and tries to well do a seance, and they're in they're in a car, and she says something, and he responds with, "Oh yeah, definitely, that's how it feels." Or it, it just it came off as really unnatural. That was the line of dialogue that really bugged me. And I think like John is. Yeah, John's stuff especially always felt kind of weird. And, like, I don't know if at some point if it was, like, him being affected by the bye-bye man. But I I, I don't know. His stuff especially, like, uh, yeah, felt like it was, um, I, I don't know, just, like, almost kind of an afterthought. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, hey, we hired, like, this, you know, hunky, cool best friend guy. And, oh, crap, we got to give them lines. Well, you say that, but they did set up the they foreshadowed there would be like a jealous love triangle thing. Which, by the way, when your ghost entity, his entire plan is to make a love triangle, <laughs> you've lost me. <laughs> well, I I felt like that was weird too, though. Cause I I wasn't sure if that like if that was completely unfounded because when they're dancing in the beginning, like that's like that was pretty, you know, like. If I saw someone dancing like that, I, I would assume that you know they are not only a couple, but like you know very you know active and attracted to each other. And that scene where like she like almost falls and he grabs her and like they look at each other like I I feel like there's definitely something going on there before the bye bye man. Uh, you may be right. 
I still don't care. <laughs> oh no, I don't care at all. <laughs> I still don't want it. Go away. <laughs> oh dear. And things just happen. Like we just cut like so so Sasha hears some noises and I actually thought she was going to be the main character because she's the first one who hears anything going on and usually it's the main character who does that. Yeah. And Elliot's the sceptical one and after the party they, they bring over Kim to do, she, she knows her from class and they bring her over to do a seance and they're sort of like, debating like oh. if if she's actually got any sort of psychic powers or anything like that and it just cuts to a seance it just cuts to them around <laughs> the table with and it's just oh things just I happen. like how I, I feel like in these like these bad horror movies like someone always knows a psychic oh like, yeah always you know <laughs> You know, like everyone has a, you know, you have the friend that's kind of funny and then the friend that's like, you know, all, you know, very methodical and very businesslike. And then the friend that's a psychic, that's, yeah, that's how everyone hangs out with each other. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to like go, I mean, there's some stuff that I want to make fun of, but it's hard to go through it and make fun of things like sort of in order like this because it, so much of the problem is A, poor editing poor script writing, poor dialogue, poor acting, extremely poor acting, in fact. You don't believe yeah. a word that's coming out of anyone's mouths. Yeah. And, uh, they're, and they're just not characters. Like, it's like they went for college kids, but they can't even give us stereotypes. They can't even give us archetypes. They just give us blank slates. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, I don't know what any of these... These characters aren't really into anything. They don't really have any sort of driving force is like, weird like, what are they studying how are they friends you know like uh, we can't know how the two guys are friends because they they say that they, they played sports together when they were kids but that's about it and it was something like was uh the main kid did they well, they said his parents died in a car crash or something yeah there was a crash and the parents died which by the way just they stopped mentioning like that's brought up a couple <laughs> of times they mentioned it in the seance which is near the start of the movie, and then it's never brought up again. Yeah. Never. Nope. <laughs> has no has no bearing on anything. Yeah. I want to talk about so when stuff starts going down, which by the way happens almost instantly after he says it out loud, he says the bye bye man, and that infects everyone who hears it because they all know it now, and that's you know it comes after all of them. Anyone who hears it says it or is in the presence of it. <laughs> now I kind of want to know. Uh, what your reaction was uh, to this scene when they're at the party? Uh, mm. Elliot's niece, you know, she's kind of wandering around. She goes upstairs. She finds those coins, and um, and and they kind of live in this attic room. And there are these like small doors, and she opens one, <laughs> and then on the other side of it, uh, on the other side of the room, the opposite door opens, and a weird, strange demon head pops out. <laughs> Honestly, my only thought when this happened is, what's that? Because <laughs> I didn't understand what it was meant to be. It yeah. confused me. It was like a weird mess of CG. Because that, that's yeah. the thing, it's, it is CG. I mean, every, when we see it properly, it's like a weird demon hound type thing that Which the Bye Bye Man do, has. I do like the idea of like a horror movie villain with like a pet dog, but in this movie, it's just wasted. It and the CGI wasted. was horrible. 
CGI was horrible. The Bye Bye Man himself is wasted. They keep doing... They've got this cloak in the wall in the bedroom that is perfectly sort of shaped like his cloak. And <laughs> multiple times they, they do this thing where he sort of walks forward and it's the cloak and, it, and he appears inside it kind of thing. They do that repeatedly. Like it, The director yeah. clearly liked that shot because they did it like it's five like, times. Imagine like it's the same scare. It's like the second time it's like, hey, didn't you do this already? Like what? <laughs> At that point, just take your coat off the wall. And if it of, keeps doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of other bad like horror movie cliche things. Like, uh, so yeah, the first time that Sasha hears the noise, they're in the bedroom and they've got a, a bathroom sort of inside the bedroom kind of thing. You know, the, the doors inside the there, you know, right? And it's instead of a door, it's got like the, the beads that come down instead. Yeah. So, Elias went into the bathroom and she hears like a noise. Something creeps her out. And she hears something outside the, the main door of the bedroom, and she says repeatedly, and she doesn't. She was turned around, so she she thinks that maybe Elliot outside, and she says repeatedly, "Elliot, is that you, Elliot? That's not funny. I'm getting scared, Elliot." And then there's like a good ten second pause, and I'm like, as I was watching, I sat there going, "He's still in the bath. He's just going to walk out and be like, what? What's going on?" Even though it's a ridiculous amount of time, like this is like a good minutes past that would. It's there to legitimise the scare, but as soon as yeah. he walks out, it's like, why didn't you just say something? Why didn't you... The scare yeah. only works because you're having a character for some reason not respond when he would respond. It, oh. If someone calls uh, out your name, especially if they sound like worried or panicked, yeah. you're not like, oh, I should go see what's up by like quietly sneaking behind them and then like waiting for them to turn around. Like, No, you'd be like, yeah, what? Oh, right, coming. <laughs> Right, speaking of that scene, Elliot apparently. I think it was Elliot. Maybe it was the uh, maybe it was John who left the note. I don't know. I think I think it was Elliot. But leaves a note on her bed, and it's supposed to be like a little rhyming sort of note that's like, "Oh, I'm glad we've moved in together. You're my flower, or whatever." However, instead of just writing it, they have prepared it. Like a ransom note that you would get from a, a kidnapper, uh, you know, it's to cut out words from the magazines kind of thing. And she's like, oh, he's left me a note. And she's reading it all lovingly. Like she's really happy about it. And she thinks it's sweet. And I'm like, this is psychotic. Run away yeah. from him now. He will chop you up. This is eventually. But yeah, so stuff starts. So almost immediately, stuff starts happening. They start hearing noises. They see certain weird things. They start getting part like you know he sees John flirting with her, and he says weird things to her. That's like really coming on to her. They hear other noises. They see random things. It's just an excuse for lots of stupid horror movie things that aren't scary. Make no sense. So Elliot eventually starts to research. He, he tries to look this thing up, and that gets us to the library where he gets the the notes and all that. And the only mention, he eventually finds something because he, instead of searching for Bye Bye Man, he searches for Don't Say It, Don't Think It, which is <laughs> which was written all over the the, the drawer with the, the actual name underneath it. So that's why he knows to search for that. And the only thing that comes up is uh, an article or a box of con- articles that was in a, a box of like the unpublished section. So it's not actually in a book. It was never released. But it's in this sort of weird section, and he's even given a glove to like handle it because it's you know, there's no duplicates. You have to be careful; no hand sweat can touch them, yeah. so on and so forth. And basically, the gist of it is: is the character from the start of the movie in the flashbacks was a reporter 
who investigated why this this teenager killed his entire family, and then when he was asked why, he said the bye bye man bye bye man made me do it. And the idea, of course, is that we've kind of established in this movie is that if you say it, if you know the name and you say it or you think about it, he will come for you. And if anyone else finds out about it, it'll spread to them and it'll come for them too. So the start of the movie, what he was doing, the reporter is he was killing everyone who knew about him, so that it wouldn't spread any further. So even though he seems like a psychopath, he's actually trying to stop anyone else from getting hurt by killing everyone who's heard about it. And the idea was, of course, is that he's not published this article. He's decided, no, no, I can't publish this because then more people will find out about it and this then. So he investigated and ended with the, the deaths. And we get more of that flashback later where we see, which I, I thought was weird. I don't think we need to see any more of the flashbacks. I thought the one <laughs> at the start worked on its own. The rest of it that we see later was nowhere near as good. In fact, it was terrible. And it ruined the mystique of the moment, which is a, yeah. a shame. So, that's that. Now, but anyway, there's a point I was getting at that I really wanted to make. So he gets the documents out, and he's reading the article that he wrote that wasn't published, and it's like, oh yeah, the investigative reporter was researching this kid who killed his entire family, and then he went crazy. As far as the public's concerned, he went crazy and killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So you may tell me that in 1969... He went on a killing spree, killed, I think, like, six people between the two houses, something like that. Mm-hmm. And no one went to find what he was working on? No <laughs> one went to this like, this place, this library, and looked at his research material? No one tried to investigate why he did what he did? What he was up to for like, the week before he did this? Yeah, uh, no one thought, like... Hey, it's strange. The reporter who is investigating that murderer has also now murdered people. I wonder if there's a connection. No one. No one looked into this. No one else went into this <laughs> thing and read it. Which, by the way, and it's around this point in the movie, it's when he's on his way back, I think, that he, end, he ends up going to see Kim. And we find out that she's already got to a point where she's doing the same thing as the reporter. And she's already killed her roommate because she told her roommate about it. And we get a scene where she she's got this bloody hammer and she's in the she's in the car with him and she ends up she hallucinates because the bye bye man makes her hallucinate and she sees a family in trouble she runs out to help them and it's on a train track and the train hits her mm-hmm. and my problem with this is that she's gotten to this point much quicker than everyone else but okay she's a medium apparently so maybe it'd affect her quicker or she'd understand it quicker but then the librarian. The Elliot, like, like he, she also reads the Bye Bye Man, so she gets infected. She, like, she's already killed her family by, yeah. like, a day later, even though that Elliot had already known about it for, like, three days by the time he ran into her. So the, the rules of how long it takes to interact with people, how long it takes to affect people, complete bullshit. Yeah. Now, I hate the fact that, like, this seems like a movie, and we, we said it, a bunch of times like we like rules we you know that's an interesting concept uh, and this seems like the movie that would be rife with rules but there really aren't any oh and, no things just happen yeah like first of all it's like to summon the bye bye man all you have to do is say his name it's like that's it like how it i don't know if this is a point they're trying to make but like so many people must have said that accidentally like not you know, like, like what, what, what if you have a stutter or if you just say, like, <laughs> bye-bye, man. Like, you know, like so many people 
must I, have like accidentally. I agree. And the sad thing is, that I actually think there's because at one point Kim compares it to cancer. You have to kill all the cells, and that's why you have to kill everyone who's like committed content. And I almost like like that idea. This idea that it's unstoppable and will spread to everyone, and you have to kill everyone to stop it. I like that idea. You're right. Just saying it is far too easy. It has to be. Maybe you have to write it down. Maybe. Or something, I don't know, something like a more. Candyman thing, like you say it three times in a mirror or something. Yeah, or, yeah, like say it yeah, multiple times. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, first of all, there's that. And then the other thing I kind of kept thinking of is like, all right, does the bye bye man not want people to say his name or does he want people to say his name? Because you would think that he wants to be spread but then at the same time well if you kill everyone <laughs> that knows your name there isn't really going to be much you know uh many people to go around i don't know i wasn't really sure exactly like what his uh game plan was yeah it looks like shit as well while we're on the subject oh yeah he, he was awful he basically looked like voldemort <laughs> from harry potter yeah he, he, he always he, he was always lit really bright it was weird yeah i thought i don't, I don't get it, it looked like it looked like Voldemort with uh, one of those dogs from Re- the first Resident Evil game. <laughs> it uh, th- this is actually it's after this train accident. This is when the the cop played by Carrie Ann Moss comes into the movie, and she like interrogates Elliot, and she's like, "Well, do you look the suspect because you were chasing her with a bloody hammer, which was which was, which was hers, but it was Kim's." But yeah, and he's like, "No, I can't tell you. Don't make me see it. I can't tell you." We get a really funny fake out scene. Not intentionally funny, may I add, uh, where Elliot thinks he's figured it out. He thinks that if he if he gets over the fear, if you stop being scared of him, kind of like Freddy Krueger, that he, like the bye-bye man can't get to you, he'll stop having his power. And it's when he's driving back to the house, because he's worried about uh, Sasha and John, he sees someone on the road, and he's like, it's not real, it's not real. And he drives right through them, and he's like, haha. And he turns around to look behind him for some reason, back at where the, the fake person was. And as soon as yeah. he did that, I was like, well, he's going to hit someone for real now, because he's looking... Oh, yeah. He's like, not looking at the road for like an extended period of time. It's actually ridiculous how long he's, like, he's back to the, the front of the car. And sure Without enough, it. he kills the, the librarian, who's got a knife and wanting to kill him. <laughs> Which, uh, real quick, uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, I also did... <laughs> think it was hilarious uh that um when he was back at the library researching that document mm. like you said it was original so you have to be very careful with it and then he just starts like using a pen to cross out the bye-bye man's yeah. name and the librarian like got mad at him but not in a like you know like what the hell are you doing you idiot like you know i'm gonna call security kind of way but she was like mad in a like elliot what are you doing <laughs> like kind of way yeah, she seems to know him on a first name basis. Maybe, maybe that wasn't established. Like it felt like they were strangers to each other, and then all of a sudden she knew him by his first name. Yeah. It's yeah. just so weird that it's like, like, yeah, uh, you you're so careful that you're gonna make him put on gloves, but then you know when he <laughs> starts crossing stuff out in pen, you're kind of just like a little tiffed at him. Uh, yeah, and also, and then uh, and going back to Carrie Ann Moss, um, she's just a horrible, you know. Uh, I, I, I like her as an actress, but she's a horrible uh, like FBI agent or whatever in this movie. Like, I feel like she let him go far too quickly. <laughs> she really did let him go. Uh, to almost like, point... I think she just says something like, you know, like, this is suspicious, but don't leave town. <laughs> to the point where one of the uniformed cops even was like, wait, you had him in custody earlier and you let him go? Yeah. You know, when all the crap goes down at the end. 
<laughs> he gets back to the thing, and obviously it, it tricks him. He, he, he stabs John to protect himself from him, but of course it was a hallucination, and it was actually Sasha, and he breaks down. Wait, uh, I think we totally skipped over the part of him going to um, Faye Dunaway's oh, we did, house. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that was... Because it turns out that it was the the reporter's like furniture, and they traced his wife's still alive. So he go he goes to the wife. It turns out to be faded away. And oh, which they found out, I guess, from uh, through the the landlord, <laughs> which I, I wanted to touch on real quick. Which which is just a weird, yeah, just a weird character. Awesome. Yeah, because they did this thing where the landlord, like, he makes a comment just to make it very clear that he's gay for some reason, even though he yeah. has like two lines of dialogue other than that like, we didn't really need to know yeah. his sexuality it was weird yeah like she's like oh I just moved into this house and he goes like oh with the very handsome boys and then, like, and it's in like a garden shop named Mr. Yeah. Daisy and then he which has, is, it's just so weird yeah and he has two more lines and you never see him again it's like why was his sexuality important to this scene it, yeah it it was bizarre it was but now there, so there's two things I, I want to bring up about the scene with him at um uh, Faye Dunaway's house is uh, one of them the hallucination with the really really horrible fire effects where she just ignites on fire really quickly <laughs> well that that's that is horrible that's not what I want to mention there there's there's two things here so you know they they start talking and she like says oh um you know well I think he asked like why didn't it ever go after you and he explains well he never told me what it was like he was protecting me blah 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 mm-hmm. um my question is, if you are married and your partner killed a bunch of people and told you it was because there's this thing that if you say its name, it'll come and get you, and he had to protect them, everyone, what do you just think that they were crazy? Like, what was it that made her know that he was telling the truth? Like, you would just be like, oh, no, yeah, my husband went crazy and killed a bunch of people she's like no he was protecting me like i, I don't know yeah that's just fair I also, <laughs> do i have a problem with actually in that scene? the way it starts he, he comes up to the door and he lets himself in and she's standing at the top of the <laughs> stairs and she doesn't even like like you're intruding what you you know there's no what you're doing in my house yeah. which by the way the house for some reason looks pretty run down for some reason i, I don't know why <laughs> it's just, it's just a thing, and that, that's it's yeah. when they're talking that we get the more flashbacks, and it completely drains all the mystery out of the opening scenes because it overly explains everything that happened around them. And then we see the bye bye man show up with his his pet dog in broad daylight yeah. in a house <laughs> with him, and it's just like oh, you're just you're draining any possible mystery or horror out of this. Yeah. Well, at the same time, not explaining a goddamn thing. Now, the the other thing that really annoyed me about the scene is uh, this is when he gets like really super into like, oh, I figured it out, and he's like, yeah, if I'm not afraid, like I can confront him, and like you know, he feeds on fear, blah blah. blah. But uh, again, we've seen that he has not been able to do any research on the Bye Bye Man. He knows nothing about the Bye Bye Man, and yet he ha- all of a sudden has this revelation. Like, how? is it like that there's nothing that you know there's no like oh wait a minute like you know if this this then this then this like no it's he's just all of a sudden like i got it and that was very frustrating not to mention fade on always actually encouraging him to kill all his friends oh yeah (laughs) she's like the only way to get rid of it is to kill yourself after you kill everyone else who knows (laughs) because of course 
Oh dear. And uh, so yeah, he goes back. He has the hallucination, and he accidentally shoots Sasha. That breaks him up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John. Yeah. For some reason. For some reason. So okay, his brother shows up because his brother's worried about him because he's not, you know, meeting up with them, calling them back, and that kind of thing. There's, there's been a kind of a subplot that he's he's very good. He's on very good terms with his brother and his niece, but throughout the movie, as the weird stuff's going on, he stops contacting them and he becomes distant. So at the end of the movie, they just show up at the house as everything's going down. I was trying to figure out why the hell they they would show up. I mean, I I get that you know maybe he thinks things are bad, he should stop by, but you know one, why do it like so late at night, and two, why bring your niece where yeah, the- you know if if things are serious, you know if you think he might have a a you know might be depressed or have like a drug problem or something if you're worried along those lines don't bring your five-year-old niece yeah so so elliot's on and then inside of the house he's at the door and he's refusing to answer and virgil his big brother's like shouting through like what's going on what is it he's like i can't tell you and this is the weird thing it's at this point in the movie where they've not really established this but i kind of just got it from the scene that eventually once you've been affected by the bye-bye man so much is that you actually start to want to say his name because yeah. he starts to go bye bye, and he like stops himself, and he keeps doing it. And he's like, "I won't, I won't affect you. I won't blah blah blah." And Virgil's like, "Let me in. I want to help you." Blah, and so on. And he ends up shooting himself, basically. Yeah. And Virgil panics and whatever. And for some reason, for no reason at all, a fire starts inside the house. Well, I I think I know why. Uh, oh, but. Go on. Uh, earlier when they were fighting, um, if you looked in the background, I don't know why this caught my eye, but uh, like there's a knocked over lamp that's on their bed. I think okay. it might start smoking, but it's it's such a stupid thing. It's like a you know two second shot. If you miss it, then it is like very much like why is this happening? Yeah, and, and I don't I don't think they ever actually show how it gets knocked over or whatever. Nah, it, it felt like from my perspective, all that happened was it just cut to a shot of a window and flames started going on up inside the house, and it was like, okay, I guess yeah. the house is on fire. <laughs> At which point, I started laughing, and I'll tell you why I started laughing. So, so after like earlier on, after the initial like stuff uh, like went down, Elliot got pissed and he grabbed the table that had the bye bye man written in it. And he stormed outside, and I thought, oh, he's going to burn it. Because that's maybe the, the logical thing to do if you're in a horror movie and you, you know this thing's cursed. You, it may not work, because obviously things usually come back or whatever, but that would be the logical thing to try. Instead, he throws it at a tree <laughs> and walks back inside. So when the house started like burning up and it was on fire, I was like, wait a minute. The one thing that has his name on it has been removed from the house. It yeah. is the only thing that's not going to burn down. This is stupid. And sure yeah. enough, after he kills himself and Virgil finds his daughter outside because she, she went to go pee. She was bursting to pee. This is like such an unnecessary, like, trying to be tense moment, him mm. trying to find the daughter. And he, he finds her in the in the house. and oh, He finds her in the truck. In the truck, sorry, yeah. In the truck, I just yeah. misspoke. And it's when they're driving home. The daughter's like, oh yeah, I, I peed next to this, this table. <laughs> it's like what table it's like ah oh, there was nothing it was just the coins and there was some writing in it it's like what writing yeah. and it's, that bothered me the way he said it because it's like why he has, he has no reason to yeah. think there's writing that's bad yeah it's like he knows that oh, that was annoying yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like he knows there's cursed writing that 
in play that could be a problem. And Tench paused and she goes, you know I can't read in the dark, silly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great fake out movie. Thanks for that. I tell you um, what really, really made me laugh um, out loud was a little bit before that once, uh, you know, the house catches on fire and he hears a gunshot on the other side of the door and like his daughter's like you know like daddy daddy like we gotta get in we gotta gotta save uncle elliot we gotta get him and then (laughs) uh virgil goes uh it's okay honey the fire can't hurt him now it's worth mentioning as well that when elliot shot himself he couldn't see it he doesn't actually have visual evidence that he's dead (laughs) yeah he has no idea that he's dead like he could, he might have been having to shoot someone else, and he could still be inside. He might need saving. Um, otherwise, you know, it, he, even if that's not the case, like if he knew that he committed suicide or whatever, I, I still feel like it's kind of a messed up thing to tell your daughter. You know. Yep. And then we get a final scene. Carrie Ann Moss shows back up. All the paramedics are around the fire department and so on, and the police are all there. Which is when we get the scene where the cop's like, well, you'll let him go, and then this happened. And she's like, it's not just a Columbine thing, there's more to it. You could, I could see it in this kid's eyes, there's more to this. And we find out that John somehow is still alive, and he, he's pulled out in a stretcher, and he's like half burned up, and he's he can barely speak. But he's but he's trying to speak. So Carrie-Anne Moss is like, no, 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 let him speak before you put him in the ambulance. And she kneel, she leans over, and she listens to him, because he's, he's struggling, he's like, bye, bye. <laughs> and then it cuts to the credits just as he's like about to see it <sighs> and hey there could have been a post credit scene but as soon as that cut to black I was standing up I was I was, I was, was bolting I was making for the exit I was desperate for this to end This, I don't think well, the one thing we've not really sold here is how tedious the scenes are to watch like oh, yeah. the acting is so bad and things don't fo- like, scenes don't fall from scene to scene in a way that makes a whole lot of sense. Things just happen, like I said. And then because the acting's bad on top of that, and not even in a funny way, it's not even like I was laughing at how bad it was. It was just a really dull and painful bad. So yeah. it was boring. And it made 95 minutes or whatever it was feel like four hours. Yeah. I I was actually really tired uh, when I saw this movie. So it was like really hard to stay awake. There are times when I would kind of So it was like, a good thing that the basketballs and the skateboards were keeping you awake then. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> in, this, in this very, very rare instance. But there are, there are times where, like, you know, I kind of, you know, you do that sleepy thing with you when you kind of close your eyes for, you know, like, a little longer and then open it up. I would do that. And, like, when I would open my eyes, I, I couldn't tell if I had just, like, passed out for 15 minutes or five seconds. Which is amusing because it happens to the characters in the movie where they'll, they'll yeah. lose time and it'll be like three hours later and he's like, oh crap, what happened? Uh, but yeah, everything about this was awful. Um, Dread- dreadful. A couple of nice shots in the opening scene and then it just plummeted after the title card. Yeah, uh, I did notice, I didn't say for all the credits, uh <laughs> Like you, I was wanting to get out as soon as possible. Um, I I did see a little bit of them though, and I did notice it did say that this was based on a story. I, 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 I noticed that as I was leaving. Yeah, it said it was based on something. Yeah. 
so I am kind of interested. Uh, not that I will probably ever read it, but I do wonder if the story is actually good and if this is just a case of like just a horrible, horrible, you know, adaptation, you know, Hollywood could, studio could messing with everything. But why did these coins keep popping back up? Why was there constant like imageries and dreams and sounds of a train? Because they hear a train, we keep cutting to shots yeah. of a train. And I was like, is that what's bringing the bye-bye man here? He's on a train? <laughs> I mean, why is he called the bye-bye man? You know, why does he have a dog? Why, like, where do these powers come from? It, you know, like you said at the beginning, is it a ghost? Is it a demon? <laughs> like, what is it? Yeah, we don't know. We actually don't know. Uh, so, so bad. It gives us nothing. It gives us nothing to work with. It gives us characters who aren't really characters, there's nothing about them that's memorable in any way, shape, or form. They are cardboard. Actual cardboard. Yeah. And even, like, because John's black, and he he makes a little race joke at one point, that even, like, didn't make any sense, because they're getting the the dishes out. Oh, uh, yeah. The cups and the cutlery. And he's like, hey, these these dishes are all white. I'm just saying, as if that was meant to be a joke, and I'm like, they're dishes. (laughs) Yeah, it it didn't make any sense. It was like... (laughs) Again, it's like they started shooting, and then they're like, "Oh crap, we should probably have like a joke here or That's something." Like, I guess the you know reaction from like whoever's around you is supposed to be like, <laughs> "I see what you did there," but seriously, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh, maybe so bad. Um, I gotta tell you, this doesn't make me happy for <laughs> the way 2017. I know, looking. I know. This is the first movie I've seen in the theaters. 2017. It's the first 2017 movie I've seen. I guess the only upside is that it can only get better. Yeah. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, again, at the top, um, was the one thing that maybe kind of helped it is that, you know, we had just watched it watches. And yeah. That's at least look like an actual movie. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's like, it's a slight step up, but such a slight, <laughs> very small very slight. step. Very, very slight. Uh, it had more than one location, so that's yeah. kind of a plus. Uh, there wasn't like aerial shots that made me nauseous because the motion blur was terrible. So you yeah. know, there's there there was things to things to praise, I guess, in that sense. The, the most basic, minuscule of senses. Yeah. Uh, I will say this though: first movie of 2017, first horror movie of 2017, uh, specifically for this show, and I'm starting at one out of ten. A one out of ten. One out of ten. I I can't give it any more than that. It's absolute garbage. Oh, wow. Um, it's absolute garbage. It's it's worse. There's only one. Well, not counting net watches, but from the stuff we did in our worst ten of 2016, I think the only maybe number one of that is worse. I, I think yeah. this is this is worse than the forest. This is worse than the other side of the door. This is worse than those movies. This is this is absolute shit. Um, I'll, I'll agree with you that there. This is, um, I mean, you know, for the two movies we've watched this year so far, uh, have both been horrible and horrible in a way that seems like worse than the horrible movies we watched last year. Um, I'm going to go a little higher, uh, not by much, <laughs> uh, but uh, th- there was like a very, very, very few things you know, to grasp on uh, again, you know, I did like that opening shot and, um, there's some stuff that I was like, Oh, um, you know, he has a dog, <laughs> uh, which I like. 
and um, you know, manip- manipulating uh, people into you know those kind of fake out stuff um, was an okay idea, I guess. So, with, with that little bit of a nudge, I'll give it a two. Okay. So, I wanted a two. That's yeah. uh, what a great start to the year. Not uh, saying much, but I I got some really bad trailers. I got Annabelle two in rings before the, the movie oh. started and I'm like oh my god we got more crap this year uh, I didn't even like really get horror trailers I got a trailer for The Space Between Us I got a trailer for that as well funnily enough yeah. and what was weird is that that played like I got the other trailers and then there was like a the usual thing that plays before the movie and then that trailer played it was really weird oh that's strange it was it was like they've linked it like maybe it's the same studio so they've like tagged it on to the start of the movie it, it was like it was part of the movie's File, if that makes sense. Weird. Um, but whatever, yeah. Space between us. Hey, it looks better than this piece of shit. I don't know. Oh, bad doubt. Um, do you know what's weird? <laughs> we had. I have now given two movies now, two episodes of Screams in 2017, and I've given both movies a one out of ten. Right, that is depressing. And do you know what's really weird? What's that? Is it the third movie? Next week's movie, the movie that might save us. Oh. The movie that may save us from this streak of shit. <laughs> Who we are relying on to save us, of all people, <laughs> is M. Night Shyamalan. <sighs> because yeah, next week I, we have Split. Um, I'm oddly holding out hope for it. Uh, so, honestly, the trailer's not yeah. bad. The trailer's not bad. I'm kind of oddly optimistic. I uh, I had a friend who saw it at a uh, festival, and he's by no means an M. Night Shyamalan apologist, but he had a lot of good things to say about it. So, mm. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't want to get my expectations too high, but at he's, the very least... He's still wake up in a cold sweat thinking about the rapping kid from The Visit. Ugh. <laughs> I, was, I was actually talking to someone uh, over the weekend who uh, enjoyed that movie, and uh, yeah... Like some Still, people do like that. I, I didn't hate it as much as you did. It's just a lot of stuff I didn't like in it. I didn't like it, but yeah, I I, I got you. But... but it was okay. It was better than the happening, which is the last one I has I seen. True. <laughs> so no, that's uh, that's this episode of Screams, uh, and that's the bye bye man. We will be back next week with Split. Uh, so look forward to that. Hopefully that goes better. Uh, remember that every week we do a Tales from the Crypt episode we're working our way through we're about halfway through season 2 and uh, that goes up every it's actually Mondays now I, I always say the weekend but it's really a Monday before it goes up usually uh, so you can expect that this coming week as well I think that's, I think that's everything I need to plug so yeah, thanks thanks for watching let us know what you thought of the Bye Bye Man if you were unfortunate <laughs> enough to go see it I was practically crying as I handed money over to the the, <laughs> the employee at the cinema <laughs> Oh, what's it like? Uh, what can I get for you, sir? Uh, bye, bye, man. I guess. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> um, hopefully, these rambles have been entertaining. Let us know what you think. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Keep watching scary movies. Hopefully, better ones than this and last week's. And we'll see you next time. Bye, bye. <laughs>